Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Is your new year still falling flat? Do you avoid stairs with multiple steps? You are not alone. This year, millions will be diagnosed with low energy or low E. But Planet Fitness has the cure. With clean, spacious clubs and tons of equipment, you can boost your energy after one workout. Leave low E behind and find your big fitness energy at Planet Fitness. Join in the free PF app for $1 down, $10 a month. Join the judgment-free zone today. Deal extended to Wednesday, April 12th. See Home Club for details. Hey guys, welcome to Leading Edge Cricket and what a start to the summer it has been. Weather aside, it's a superb start to the county championship season. We've got hundreds, we've got double hundreds, we've got some of the finest bowlers in world cricket on show. It's an absolute wonderful start to the summer. This is the Round 4 Cricket Podcast Review. I'm Rob, this is Rich. Welcome hey. to the podcast. How are we doing? You alright? We're good. We're good, mate. We're, we're feeling the, the summer vibe love of Red Bull cricket, especially this initial period where you get like eight games or eight yeah. weeks of solid Red Bull cricket, it just it fills you with goodness. Yes, exactly. And it's all building towards a bit of test cricket, isn't it? So there's that added little bonus and interest with it as well. But yeah, it, it's been run fest galore, hasn't there? So not as many results, I think, as I'd have expected. It's early season, lots of draws so far. But why is there so many individual scores? I don't know. People are, people are cashing Amazing. in, mate. They're like, 2020 was rubbish because of COVID. 2021, yeah. we had bubbles. Now I'm going to make sure I don't get out. And if I get in, I go big. Exactly. And that's what people are doing. That's it. It's the summer so far of the double hundred and the spinner. I want to. Weird. I want to <laughs> start, mate, by putting Ooh. us on monitor watch and county okay. cricket on monitor watch. And this has been doing the rounds. And I find it absolutely incredible this has not been done before. This is like Mm. prehistoric stuff. The county championship is being monitored. Every ground now has speed guns at it to monitor the speeds Ah. of individual bowlers. This is by the ECB, so they've got access to the analytics to see how fast a bowler's uh, bowling, how good batsmen do against high-quality speed bowling in different paces and whether, i.e. Ollie Robinson, Bowlers can sustain a certain amount of pace throughout the course of a day, throughout the course of four days. I noticed it. I was watching predominantly the Knots game and I noticed it there, but I didn't know, obviously, Trent Bridge being a test stadium, you think that, and, and also their their stream was one of the better ones from the start, wasn't it? So I didn't know if it was just something that they were offering or adding, but that's fantastic to know that they're all doing it. It also gave me a little bit of heart seeing bowlers coming in at like 73 miles an hour. So. Maybe I've still got a chance. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I was surprised by some of the speed, <laughs> slash not surprised, because you expect it from guys like Tim Murta steaming in. Yes. But you, uh, I was surprised Luke Fletcher was down at 73, and he's he obviously slowed down a bit over time. I can remember facing mm. him and probably thought he was about 75, 77, and that mm. was, I don't know, that's probably 15 years ago now. <laughs> so he's, <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah. he's possibly a bit bigger. He's possibly a little bit more injuries and um, mm. a little bit more wear and tear in the body. But it is surprising to see, but it's really good to see what I think is one of the most basic analytic tools available yes. to 
especially red ball cricket. Can you play someone bowling at 85 mile an hour or 80 to 85 mile an hour constantly through the day? If the answer to that is no, and you bag all your runs against 73 mile an hour, you shouldn't be considered for test match cricket. Yeah, Rob's getting excited. He's getting ready to break down some more data, as he likes to say. Oh, my data, God. data. There's going to be speed data coming out of my ears, except like data. most analytical companies, non mentioned, uh, may listen to this podcast at some stage. Um, it would be good if more data, data was in uh, free of charge for people and fans to digest and enjoy. Uh, yes. because that just means I have to build databases, which I could do without doing. But anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll move on Get to on. the championship review. Um, oh, one more point. Jamie oh. Overton was clocked at 145k, a.k.a. about 90 mile an hour. So guess who's going to get called up this summer because he can bowl 90 mile an hour? Are you sure there wasn't a pigeon flying past at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> it could well have been, mate. Could have been. Quick pigeons. It could right, well have been. So we're about, to, we're about to get into it, guys. If you can, please rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening. Leave a big thumbs up if you're on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. And also, we're on Twitter at Leading Edge Pod, and we're full of useful information and England Watch tweets and stuff about cricket all the time. So feel free to head over and have a quick conversation with us. And come in this week. There's always two podcasts at the moment because that is how we're rolling. England Watch is back again tomorrow, and that. We are getting into England's middle order. We've done two podcasts where we're working through the English cricket depth chart. We've done openers. We've done number three. And now we're getting into that four and six role because you would assume Ben Stokes as captain is probably going to have a place in the team and he will come under the all-rounded depth chart that we're going to do. So we're going to kick it off, Rich, and we're going to yes. start down in... I wanted to do an Essex accent. I've been away that long. I actually didn't know how to do it. So we're just <laughs> going to go to Essex, please. <laughs> we are. We're in Chelmsford, Rob. We are absolutely in Chelmsford. Right, let's, before we get into this game, worth noting Essex have had a couple of very important players. Dan Lawrence, one of those players that we'll be speaking about on England Watch as a middle-order player who's in the team already. He missed out due to hamstring strain, while Adam Rossington was not allowed to play against his former county, Northampton, as part of the season loan agreement. So they... If we don't mention him, it doesn't mean that they had bad days. They just were, they weren't playing. They were carrying drinks. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. So Northampton's first is 390. And then some wonderful bowling from Northampton followed that up and forced Essex to follow on. But a better second innings from the home team meant this one finished in a draw, uh, which Northampton will be a little frustrated about, I'd say. Uh, positive sign of progress. That's what we must say about that. So that first innings of 390. Luke Proctor led the way with about 113. Kiwi opener. Um, I forgot his name. Will Young, Kiwi, Evergreen. Will Young, Evergreen, Will Young. He got himself 63, whilst another Evergreen performer, Gareth Berg, at number 10, the finest number 10 in county cricket, he got himself 75. Uh, Shane Snater, 3 for uh, 56. Matt Critchley, 3 for 81. And Sam Cook, 2 for 61, led with the ball. Um, Essex, obviously, were very disappointed their first innings, following up a 390 from Northampton with just 193. It was only later in the innings as well that Shane Snater dug them out of the hole, um, showed them what was required. 79 not out at number nine, the tail wagging again. Ben Sanderson, the star once more with the ball, four for 32 off, 19 overs, economical. Uh, but following on, Essex really dug in and played the game out really strongly for a draw. Paul Walters, epic five and a half hour knock for his 93. Seven runs short of his maiden first class century. He was the anchoring innings alongside the likes of Matt Critchley for 40, uh, 47 and a 30 from 22-year-old for us, Kushi. Uh, Tom Taylor wheeled away the Seamer three for 62 and Rob Keogh twirled away uh, for many, many overs for four for 51 to try and do what they can. But 328 for nine was the end result and the game finished in a draw. I've got to applaud you, mate. You have done one of the greatest pop idol segues there. You went from Will Young to Gareth Bergen. It was Gareth Gates that went up against oh, Will Young in the first so ever pop idol. So close. There you go. I am rolling back the years like there's no tomorrow. A um, few takeouts from this, mate. Ben mm. Sanderson is high quality. He's been high quality for a while, mm-hmm. but he's leading this attack really well. He's got 29% of the team's wickets so far this season, 15 wickets at an average of 19. That's absolutely exceptional. If Northampton are to not get pulled into a dogfight, they need him to continue to lead the way with the ball because they've probably got enough with the batting to go alongside it, especially when you've got the likes mm. of Will Young who has come in and hit the ground running and scored a whole bag load of runs. And you've got Ricardo. Vasconcelos. There we go. I, th- I thought I thought you'd let you do it this week. I took it away from you last week and I <laughs> felt bad about it for a whole Thank week. Thank you. Um, feel good. So they're, they're going to be okay. 
I think Essex are trying to work out whether they're good enough to contend with the big boys at the moment because Surrey, Lancashire, Yorkshire are highly, highly formidable opponents um, so far this season. Are Essex good enough to do it? They've got Paul Walter to thanks for a few more points on Mm. this one and he batted superbly. Second top scorer in county championship cricket for him. Um, Mm. He's done good. He's done really good. I think Mm. what I like about this team, and I spoke about him on the championship preview, is Shane Snater. He's sneaky Mm. good and had a sneaky good start to the season. Also, sneakily, cousin of Jason Roy thrown into the mixer as well. He's um, 63 wickets at an average of 19 in first-class cricket, Rich. This year, he's already Mm. got the score of 79. But with the ball, 12 wickets at 23. He's got a strike rate of 55, which is pretty much in line with how the team's going, but got 24% of the team wickets. And when Mm. he bowls, I watched quite a lot of this Essex game first hour so over the course of the few days. Mm. Um, I was really impressed. He's he's a guy that's got a lot of energy and he's looking to take wickets. He's a sort of guy, he's played cricket for Zimbabwe previously, he's a sort of guy, I want to see how fast he's bowling. I really Mm. do. Because I don't know necessarily whether it'll be red ball, but I think, you know, you just watch players and you see something about them. There's something about mm. it that I quite like. And I want to see if it's it's going to be something that's quick enough or difficult enough in white ball cricket that might get consideration down the road for something greater. Yeah, he's a decent performer, isn't he? And it's uh, This Essex team is probably where it deserves to be at the moment, sitting in that mid-table spot. They just don't yeah. seem to have clicked yet. You've obviously got the likes of Sam Cook and others bowling well. Simon Harmer's not quite done what Simon Harmer usually does yet. Um, so it's a bit of a slow start for them, but you, I would not be surprised at all if, if we saw them at the business end uh, as we got going this season. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but they are where they deserve to be. Table doesn't lie. That's what they always say, apparently. Table never lies, nor do my hips. Right. Shall we get across to Bristol, Rob? Surrey, Gloucestershire. Um, before we get into the game, a little bit of team news for this one as well. It's really, I, I'm just trying to pick out the team news that's interesting, let's put it that way, yeah. uh, before some of these games. So, so Kiwi and Mullet legend, returning Mullet legend maybe. Uh, Colin de Grandhomme joined Surrey this week and was straight into the 11 to make his debut alongside Aussie seamer Dan Worrell. Uh, missing out was Jamie Overton and keeper Ben Folks, who it's notable to say Ben Folks sustained a bit of a bump to the head uh, in the final session of the final day of the last game following a collision with the, uh, as he was described as the Oak uh, Overton at first slip. Uh, folks was ju- diving to take a catch, wasn't he? So it's a bit of a nasty collision. Uh, you hope it's just precautionary to allow folks to rest this week. Um, but in his absence, Rob, was a certain talented young batter, Jamie Smith, who took the gloves. And I'd say he did pretty well. Um, he only got himself a top score of a career best of 234 not out, as Surrey piled on the runs in the first innings, finishing on 603. That's not a bad first inning score. It's better if you can bowl a team out twice afterwards, but that's we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> Ollie Pope, 84, that's what Ollie Pope does. And Jordan Clark, who's 137 at number nine, that's just his second, well, not just, sorry, that's his second 100, just three runs short of a career best. So decent player, Jordan Clark, really good county player. Um, Matt Taylor and David Payne both took three wickets for a tired Gloucester attack who had to bowl through 165 overs. That's brutal. Um, in reply, the run fest continued. Aussie opener Marcus Smith, 137, second 100 of the year for him. But it was a skipper and England hopeful Chris Dent who got himself a wonderful, and I'd say timely, 207 not out. A big score is what the man needed. Um, Miles Hammond finished on 75 not out with him. 443 for two in reply. No play was able on the final day due to rain, so but you know, no chance with the game situation of any result. The draw was always likely. But I just need to also say in a run fest of 443 for two and everyone scoring runs, James, Bra- James Bracey, He'll be a frustrated man. He lasted three balls, Rob, for a duck. When everyone's gone big, when everyone's yep. getting themselves runs and you've a thousand runs have been scored for 12 wickets and you've got yourself a third baller. Uh, that's a rough day at the office, right? That's a, I, that's a bad I think week. I've only got one equivalent from my playing days and I played at Cookney. We bowled first, won the toss, bowled. They scored 440 for two off 50 overs. I went one for 110 off 16 overs and then got Mm. out third ball LBW that wasn't out and we scored 300 for two in reply. (laughs) (laughs) And it cost me seven pounds to play. (laughs) (laughs) No one's ever at LBW in club cricket. No one's at LBW. Stephen Randall got me out that day. There we go. There's an old county championship name. Uh, (laughs) I'm a bit disappointed by this. And Mm. I... You know, team scores 600, you really want to see them press on. Or if the other team's batting like Gloucester, you want to see what happens on the last day. Can they go big? 
or can mm. Surrey get a bit of a run and try and make a, a result out of it? And it just mm. wasn't to be. The, the takeouts for me, one was Jamie Smith scoring all these runs, fifth first-class century for him, former England under-19 lad, proper Surrey boy from Epsom as well. He's mm. got himself a, a real nice county championship run over the last four years, 1,526 runs, an average of 39. That's something that mm. he should be actually quite proud of, and he's putting it together in a really good team. Sure, he's going to play a lot of his games at the Oval, who cares? I, I really passed the point of caring where he you score your runs some quality. days. I'm like, if you can score centuries in first-class cricket, you're pretty good for me, right? Yeah, yeah. And he's rightly been added to England Watch. You, I, I nearly snuck him in there. He's someone I've been really keen to, to kind of push on this podcast for probably since last summer. He caught him out before that. But last summer, he played in the Royal London One Day Cup game. I believe it was against Knott and battered superbly. He was outscored by other players in that game. Uh, Tim David, a notable uh, first viewing in that game as well. But it was Jamie Smith that just looked class. He got himself a very, very quick 50. And it wasn't that he wasn't biffing the ball all over the park. He just looked quality. Um, so we nearly got him in there after the first day when he was doing pretty well. And then after the second day, when he's got himself his 200 and, uh, let's say one more time, 234 not out, he had to be on there. New got setup it. for England. We keep talking about it. We don't know what they're going to be thinking. Maybe somebody like Jamie Smith, especially now he's taking the gloves. If he takes, does that more often, Ben Folks is missing it, sorry. Maybe, maybe England is... I don't know. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves, but it's a wonderful, you never wonderful know. team. But, um, fine yeah. performance from him. Talking about England, Rory Burns is off to the quietest start in a county championship he's had since he was probably first coming into county championship cricket, mate. He has gone 41-22, 21-12, He's bowled twice during mm. that time because they have been roads that he's been playing on and he's, yeah. he's just not got it going. We, th- we talked about... Uh, Test match depth chart. We had Burns as the next cab off the ranks. Mm. Needs to be reassessed after five, six weeks of county championship cricket yeah. with the New Zealand series coming up over three test match series mm. against New Zealand. That's quite exciting. Whether mm. he's going to hold on to his slot. Ollie Pope with more runs. Interesting for mm. Ollie Pope. You know, we've been critical of him going, not many, not many, 250 at home, 20, 30, not yeah. many, uh, 200 at home. He started the season with great consistency here, Rich, actually. I'm going to give mm. him some credit. He's not got the big double hundred like there's been nine double hundreds this season, but he's got 58, 127, 47, 5, 84. I'm starting mm. to see more maturity around the game. Um, yep. It could be that, or it could just be he's out of form and he's not cashing in on his, on his <laughs> 200, so he's out of form stuff. He's averaging 60 or 70. But yeah. It's, interesting to see what mm. he's going to be able to achieve and you know he's probably only a couple of big scores away from probably taking down Lawrence's slot in the middle of the innings mm, absolutely absolutely it's, yeah 12250 so far for him isn't it and it's it's a good start and the, you know bear in mind in four games he's only actually played I think five innings sorry um the roads as you described they have been like that haven't they so it's not been two innings cricket so much for them um, one one more player to touch on, and it's not Surrey. I've got to go away from Surrey. Sorry, Jordan Clark, who uh, scored a fantastic century. Yes, I think yes. his second uh, first class century. Yes, Chris Dent, correct. Two hundred and seven not out. There's been a lot made about Chris Dent the first few weeks of the season because mm-hmm. he's performing very well. He didn't make our top ten death chart of openers in first class cricket that are England eligible, but. He keeps getting better and better, and it's getting harder to ignore him. Before this week, I had him at a performance plus of 112, which means he's 12% better than a county championship average opener. After this innings, his his averages over the last four years go over 2,000 runs and an average over 40, which I make him the ninth best opener in county championship cricket based on the last four years' stats. Mm. Five centuries, um, only Lees, Cook, and Hazard have scored more centuries during that time. So... Fantastic performance from him. He went past 10,000 first-class runs as well, mm. became the 33rd uh, Gloucester player to do that on a list of names. And I've not got them in front of me, but it mm. did involve Wally Hammond, WG Grace. There's some absolute <laughs> legends on that list, and he is now a part of that list. So uh, kudos to you, brother. Absolutely, absolutely. deserves just as much credit to this week as, uh, as me giving Jamie Smith it. So well done, Rob. That's excellent. So let's keep this rolling along. Hampshire, Lancashire, Southampton, another draw. Uh, a rain hit four day, fourth day ruled out any chance of Lancashire chasing down their target of 351 as the match, as I said, ended in a draw. Uh, Lancashire, two news for us. No Matt Parkinson or Saki Mahmood this week, but they did still have Jimmy Anderson available again, who got off to an absolute flyer on day one, taking two for yeah. six off his six over. 
first spell. Finishing three for 56 in 14 overs as Hampshire finished with 246. Nick Gubbins, I take some of these. I'm going to, at the end of this, Rob, I'm going to be talking about some of my old predictions. They, they're you finally are. starting to come right. Nick Gubbins hitting an unbeaten 101 not out. Felix Organ continued his, his good start to the summer. 42 for him. James Fuller, 55, also chipped in. Jimmy A also always grabs our attention, doesn't he? But it was Hassan Ali again, starting with the ball. He took five for 45 as he ripped apart that middle and lower order of Hampshire. Um, in reply, Lancashire got 240, came very close to parity. Obviously, Tom Bailey top score with 59. Phil Salt continued his steady red ball form, 55. Josh Bohannon, 33, always worth mentioning him at the moment because he does feel like he's very close to England recognition. Um, Keith Barker in the wickets again, five for 67. You'll be happy. <laughs> Mohamed Abbas, three for 59. And then it was that man again, Nick Gubbins, Fine run scoring form and his second 100 in the game with 130 as they took hold of this game with 344 and to take a healthy lead of 350 into the final innings. Ben Brown, 72, Keith Barker again, 40, and James Vince, 32, other notable contributions. Rain then took over on the final day, Rob, as this game slipped to a draw with Lancashire only able to get to nine for none of uh, not many overs at all. So a disappointing end. Bit of a score to chase in this one. Um but just frustrating. We've not really had much weather around. And when I talk about weather, I mean bad weather, as in rain. Um, so it's a bit of a frustrating end to this. Uh, one. It could have been an interesting final day. Yeah, very frustrating, mate. And mm. it is nice to see some of your, your old dark horses coming through and scoring some big runs. And Gubbo. Daniel Beldrummond. Yeah, Daniel Beldrummond as well, podcast legend. Um, they they just this this innings in particular or this game in particular. I think when I look back at the end of the season, and I'll probably say this is the finest individual performance from a batter the whole entire season. And you could go, why other people have scored hundred in each innings? People have scored double hundreds. It's not the point. This is a bowling attack of Hassan Ali Test match, James Anderson Test match. You know, there's not too many better new ball partnerships. Yeah, sure, Tom mm. Bailey might have taken the new ball, but you get the point. Yeah. You're facing world-class pace bowlers. That, to add to it, ripped through your team. You got 101 mm. out of 246, and you got 130 out of 344. Ripped through your team, and you went and did this. I just think such a great effort from him. And he's really found his life in the middle order. You know, when we first started talking about Gubbins, it was always Gubbins the opener. Could he open for yes. England? He's a, he's a long time removed from that point. You know, he's 42 innings batting at number three now in, in first-class cricket. He averages 39 with 1,600 runs. That, to me, is a legitimate number three in first-class cricket with four centuries to his name. And I pulled out some stats on this. It's, it's quite interesting. The last seven players, I think it is, that's gone and scored 100 in each innings uh, in county championship cricket. There's some really solid mm. names in there, and he's put himself into a good category. Sam Billings did it 2019. So did Joe Clark. So did Dom Sibley. That was peak Dom Sibley. Mm. We'll talk about Dom Sibley soon. Kieran Carlson, a guy that you're really hot on, did it mm. last year. Hasib Hamid did it last year, and Compton and Gubbins has done it this year. So it, mm. it's kind of like an elite list to be yeah. considered. No one's done it for Hampshire since Sean Irvine back in 2016. And the players that did it just before him was Carberry did it a couple of times, Crawley, mm. Michael Clark, Matthew Hayden. It's elite category um, that he's put himself into. The other person I really want to go, I love this guy. And I talk about him every podcast and it's not <laughs> Kevin Peterson. I'm not getting oh, him into the podcast. You've said it though, haven't you? I'm not going to do it. You, you've done it now, haven't you? And it, it's Keith Barker. And you touched on him. Legend. He's joint top wicket taker in the county championship across both divisions. 20 wickets, an average of 17.15. His left arm around the wicket causes something completely different to what anyone else bowls in the county championship. I appreciate that. He scores runs down the order. He's getting 2.86 wickets per innings. That is incredibly high. Most bowlers are about two or two and less. Um, and 105 wickets at 21 since 2019. So just insanely good, insanely consistent, and just a, such a good, solid county championship cricko, cricketer week in, week out. Mm. Um, he's he's never going to let you down, and I'm not breaking Abs into song. <laughs> Absolutely. One other bowler I just want to mention, obviously, that man, Jimmy Anderson, uh, three for 24 and three for 36, both at excellent econ economies as well. Um, he's, he's ready, isn't he? He's ready, fit he and firing. Rob Key's happy to have him involved. Ben Stokes wants him back involved. He's going to be back involved. New ball, first ball of the uh, series, hopefully. England get the ball 
can have a bowl at these uh, Kiwi openers. And it's going to be Jimmy leading the way. Can't wait. Jimmy, Jimmy. Jimmy. Right, Somerset Warwickshire. We have a result in a game, Rob. Shock horror. Um, Somerset Warwickshire at Taunton. Early season strugglers have to be called Somerset. Um, they don't have to be called Somerset, but Somerset have to be called early season strugglers. Uh, yes. They record a stunning innings win over last season's champions, Warwickshire. Sorry, Torley. Uh, thanks to a brilliant first season team batting performance that was led by Matt Renshaw's 129, the Aussie opener. But there was also solid contributions from the Toms. Tom Lamanby, 56. Tom Abel, 70. Tom Banton, 57. They love a Tom. Uh, legendary night watchman Jack Leach also helped the tail wag with a 34 not out. Jack Brooks also getting himself 32. Oliver Hannon-Dolby, 5 for 89 with the ball. Warwickshire will not be wanting to watch the replay of their batting performance performances, sorry, as they were dismissed for 209 and 167. Very similar to Essex's performance. Uh, Somerset Clinton innings and 82 run win. Sam Hayne top scored in both innings for Warwickshire, 54 and 43 respectively. But it was the Somerset bowlers who doubled down on that great first innings batting display with Josh Davey leading the way with three for 30 in the first innings and Jack Brooks, four for 44 in the second innings. Craig Overton, Lewis Gregory also bowled well and were in the wickets. A brilliant first one of the season for Somerset. They will very, very much hope that this will be the platform that they can kick on from. They will, mate. You know, I called them out early. I made a call. Somerset, not a great team. They've got holes. This shows where the holes is. This is up to date, mm. round four of cricket. They are the worst team in cricket when it comes to batting, averaging 21.49. <laughs> that is not good but their bowling is ranked second with 23.92. Mm-hmm. That bowling attack has dug them out of an absolute massive hole here. Um, and their batting, for the first time all season, has arrived and done something meaningful. Uh, what, what, do I, what do I take away from it? I'm taking away Dom Sibley is woefully out of touch and maybe the first time he's been out of touch in county championship cricket in four or five years. He is poor. He's getting out in different ways. This season, in fact, he's been out caught. He's been out caught behind. He's been out caught at slip. He's been out bold. He's been out LBW. He's only been out four or five times, but he's getting out a different way every single time. Now, that might mean uh, he's just struggling to adapt to a new technique. His hands are staying in the box a little bit better than what they were, but what it's not equating to, but the thing you get with County Championship is plenty of games, plenty of opportunities to go and implement these changes that you've been working on. Mm. I personally would have expected him to hit the ground running, given he declined going to go and play for England in the in the uh, winter down in Australia. But this mm. is not very Dom Sibley-like at the moment. You know, the guy, uh, his meat and veg is batting time. Batting yeah. time. He loves it. His average uh, balls per dismissal is 94 balls, which is absolutely massive. Mm. That's including this season where it's down at 56. Mm. So he's got a a whole world of problems going on. And unfortunately, that's setting the tone for this team, I feel, because they're not getting the best out of Rob Yates either. Um, Alex Davis is coming in, not really set the world alight like he would have hoped to. Mm. The thing that is absolutely superb about Warwickshire at the moment is Oliver Hannon-Dolby. He bowls his socks off. I watched him bowl quite a lot in this game. Um, I always thought bowling your socks off is a really strange saying to do, and I've just said it, and I'm not quite sure why he would bowl his socks off. But week in, week out, he's leading this attack by an absolute country mile, mate. 15 wickets in average of 17, 3.75 wickets per innings. That leads the whole of county championship cricket so far. He's quick enough and good enough for county championship cricket, not sold on him being a test match cricketer, Need that speed gun. It does make a difference. You know, mm. you look at it and it's like, well, if he's bowling 75, then it's not quite going to stack up to do it. And you know if a guy's bowling 77 in county championship cricket, he really needs to be touching 80 as kind of a consistent measure. Otherwise, mm. you're potentially going to struggle in, in test match cricket. So I've been really super impressed with him again this season. He's a, he's a good mm. leader for that team. Yeah, two you players know, I just want to... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Two players just want to quickly mention. One of them might be who you want to talk about. Rob Yates. Really interesting that you mentioned Rob Yates. Sibley's not had a good start to the season. Rob Yates batting at three now with the inclusion of Alex Davis, who's come across from Lancashire. I'm not sure if this is a good thing or not because the stats mm. don't lie. So far this year, he's had 32, 10, 9, and 1. This is Rob Yates, a 22-year-old, very talented player. Got nearly 1,000. If it wasn't 1,000 runs, it was very close to 1,000 last year. He was with the England Lions. Him and Alex Lees were opening the batting. Alex Lees got the nod for the next uh, job of England opener. Rob Yates clearly then was very, very close. This is not the start of the summer. A young opener would be wanting. 
um, if he's got test aspirations. The other man as well, Craig Overton, we've just got to mention him. I said he bowled well. He certainly did. He's doing, it's like deja vu to last summer. He's top of the wickets. It was him and uh, Ollie Robinson last year. It's him this year. 20 wickets up there with Hassan Ali and your man, Keith Barker. Um, he's just bowling exceptionally well, isn't he, at the moment? So it's really worth mentioning how well he's doing. Yeah, he is. Uh, another kind of England watch call was Tom mm. Banton. You know, playing a bit of red ball cricket for the first time in a while. He goes and scores 50. And I I, I don't want to hear Tom Banton red ball England call anytime soon. Not he, yet. He's got a performance plus. So performance plus, again, reminder, 100 is baseline county championship average middle order player. His performance plus is 73.18, meaning he's 27% worse than a county championship average middle order batsman from 2019 to 2020. He's averaging 26 but good to see him playing, good to see him scoring some runs. Mm. Um, Warwickshire bought in Nathan McAndrew, and I'm scratching my head mm. about this one because I don't know him, never met him, and I don't mm. know a lot about him. So I, I did some digging. He's, he's Australian, and I don't know if he's over on an overseas passport or mm. how it's all piecing together. But 28 years old from Wollongong, 34 wickets at 34 in first-class cricket, played mm. for Auckland as his first point of call before moving across to play for Sydney a little bit in white ball cricket. I just, I don't get how it's all pieced together. So if you know about Nathan McKenna, <laughs> please comment mm. and let us know all tweeters at leading edge pod, because mm. I'm not quite sure mm. how this all works. I know he came in to fill the Tim Bresnan void when he retired just before the start of mm. the season, but I don't know his story. No, and he had a pretty good game as well. He, he nearly nearly made the report, but not quite. Um, but that's how that's that's the way it works. You've got to do more for me. Um, right, let's wrap up Division One. Rob Ken Yorkshire, a drawn match, but that doesn't tell the full full story here. Um, they they settled for a draw with three innings only being able to be completed as bad light got in the way, stopping Yorkshire having to go at chasing a target of 114 in 21 overs. Um, a really sad end to the game that was building up towards a really, really special finish. Um, batting first, though, Kent put up 291 with friend of the podcast and, you know, as in Nick Gubbins, you know, somebody I thought had future as in England Open. I might be a couple of years late, but Daniel Beldrummond, 109, second 100 in consecutive weeks, well batted. Jordan Cox, 68, and Ollie Robinson, the other Ollie Robinson, 58. Um, Harris Ralph, 5 for 65 with the ball for Yorkshire. Excellent from him again. In response, Yorkshire put up a huge 571, a lead of 280, with Dawid Milan and England star in the making, Harry Brook leading the way with hundreds. Milan, 152 off 180, excellent rate for that, that score, with Brook going even bigger, Rob. 194, a career best for the classic 23-year-old batter, his sixth first-class 100. Don Bess also got 89, well done for him. Uh, Matthew Revis, 50. In the 139 over innings, Nathan Gilchrist got himself 3 for 114 and George Lind, 3 for 155. They led the way. Third and final innings, obviously at the time you didn't think it was going to be the final innings, but in the final innings, Kent battled through or battled through to 393. Ben Compton got going again, but falling just short of his sixth uh, first-class 100. Top scoring with 93. Ollie Robinson, him again, 85, not out. And on loan, Grant Stewart with a near runnable 90. Nice couple of games with the bat for Stewart after 67, not out last week as well. Uh, Stephen Patterson, excellent 5 for 54 in 29.3 overs. Great economy again. So a frustrating one that, you know, they're all set to go for this target. You would have had to, would you have put money on Yorkshire? I mean, I think it would have been a really interesting finish. If they got off to a good start, you would have had your money on Yorkshire to go over the line with this one. Um, but they didn't take the field due to bad light. And a really disappointing one, but uh, but a good performance from Kent, who uh, many pegged for, uh, for struggling this year. Yeah, you're right. The They are struggling and mm. they're hopefully not just papering over the cracks with a, a little bit of this, mate. If you're watching on YouTube and sharing the graphic, I've got them ranked as the 17th best or second worst, whichever way you want to look at it, batting and bowling <laughs> unit combined. They are the worst bowling unit in county championship cricket, averaging 62 mm. with the ball, taking a wicket every 99 deliveries. That's a strike rate of 99, which to equate that to England terms, that's mm. what Overton and Wokes did so badly in the West Indies. It's on par. And going at 3.77 and over is quite an achievement, actually. Um I'm surprised by the fact they've been able to paint over these cracks, but Ben mm. Compton is the reason they've been able to do that. And now Daniel Bell Drummond. Compton, with his 93, is an exceptional player. He's got the second best balls per dismissal in county championship cricket for an opener this year. That's every 
242 balls. That's a decent stint. 560 runs, 250s, three tons. Scored 23% of this team runs. That ranks eighth out of everyone that's been playing in terms of scoring the team runs. Pajara ranks first on that with 31 and a half. It's just a, a really solid player. And it's good to see Daniel Bell Drummond realizing some of the talent that he's got. Because, you know, when we, we spoke to him on the podcast, we spoke about his under 19 run. He was setting records at under 19 mm. level for England. He was that good. And he had mm. a really, really hard time of county championship cricket. Probably peaked around 2014, 2015 where he managed to bag a couple of centuries and things like that. But it's the first time he's hit two tons in a season since 2015. He's only hit two centuries before this last two weeks in the last five years. And he, a bit like Nick Gubbins, a completely different player, but he's making the, the role his own and he's settling into, mm. okay, cool. So this is how I'm going to play my game. Mm. Um, and I like how he plays his game. He scores freely, scores quickly, he attacks bowling and he, he looks good doing it. Rich, one guy mm. who's not looking good doing it is Zach mm-hmm. Crawley. I used the word atrocious um, in my notes around Zach Crawley. 104 runs at 17. 66% of his wickets are for under 10. He's got 150 thrown into the mixer. And this is echoing his last two or three years with England team, where he'll get a score and then go mm-hmm. nothing, 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 nothing. Get a score, nothing, 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 nothing. Mm. What, what's going on here? I have no idea. I have no idea. It's been a really positive. It's been a positive start to the season, hasn't it, for run scoring? Yeah. Um, there's a lot of players scoring big runs, and when you've got somebody that's in the in the job, he's 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 the man in, in possession. If you're not scoring runs, how do you justify keeping hold of that? It's not like he had a he's had an absolutely stunning winter. You know, he did okay in phases, didn't he? he did okay yeah. against West Indies in phases, but I think he probably retains that spot. I don't think you want him going into a test match without a score. So he's he, time's running out for him to get something. I think he'll still have a job there for 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 a game or two, but he needs to score. Um, yeah. And I'm, I don't have all the confidence in the world in Zach Crowley. I think he's an excellent player. I think he has the potential to be an absolutely incredible, you know, excellent player, whatever superlative you want to throw at him. But at the moment, he's just not quite got his game how he wants it. Is he an opener? Is he a three? Is he five? Is he six? Yeah. We need to find out what he is. He needs to have a little think about what he'd like to be. Um, yeah. Is he an opener? He's batting, you know, he's opening there because he probably maybe he feels he should. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. Don't really know what we're doing with Zach Crawley at the minute. And it, it's the same as a few others. The obvious ones around the squad, the Sibleys, the Burns, etc., are not doing it. James Vince is doing okay, but he, he's a little bit up and down, isn't he? Um, so there's not any of these obvious names that are, are just blasting the doors off the hinges and saying, yeah. I demand a place in the team. No matter if you are doing okay, no one's doing that brilliantly at the moment. So, uh, yeah. Harry Brook, though, David Milan's yeah. done really well, nearly 400 runs. But Harry Brook, 512 runs so far. Do you want to know what his average is at the moment? Uh, I've got it right in front of me. <laughs> well, I'm not going to get you to guess, but I'm, I'm, I'm not really talking to you, Rob, actually. I'm talking to everyone else. So I should just shut up a sec, all right? Uh. <laughs> yeah. Harry Brook is averaging 170.66. There must be a mistake. <laughs> That's yeah. a ridiculous average. Um, I, I broke down. Yeah. I put Harry Brook for England question mark. I was seriously at hoping he would get another year of championship cricket yeah. before. But he's just, he's knocking down the door so much, isn't he? Going, mm-hmm. I'm the guy. 217 yeah. balls per dismissal. He's got 27.5% of the team's runs. That's exceptionally high given the fact that other people are scoring runs too. Two centuries, three fifties, just incredible consistency. Every innings he's had, he's scored above 50 and there's two not out fifties thrown into that, Rich. Mm. It's, talk about, I want to play for England. This is the yeah. ultimate, I want to play for England run right. Yeah, and him and David Milan, there's a bit of a loving going on there because every time you see that Brooks scored some runs or Milan scored the runs, they've generally done it together. So that middle order is properly firing for Yorkshire. Um, and, and this is what I'm saying. I know Kent didn't get a result. Kent are still bottom. They're still winless. But they, they went toe-to-toe with Yorkshire. you yeah. know, And they, they set up a really, really, what would have been a really, really interesting finish. So I think they take some positives from it. But Yorkshire are looking pretty solid. You know, Harris Ralph's doing it quite, quite decent with the ball. We all know Steve Patterson's going to do quite well with the ball. Maybe they're just missing that X factor um, with the ball to really knock teams on the backside. Um, 
but as, as long as they've got those two boys in the middle order at the moment, it doesn't really matter who else yeah. is doing what. They're strong. Um, Plus, Root will come in at some stage, right? And he scores some runs. And bad. we don't know what's going on with Gary Balance, whether he might play some games, but he generally scores some runs. You've got uh, Karuna mm. Ratney, who's not got going yet, and Adam Lyth, who's an mm. exceptional player. This is a, yeah. a very, very good team. And, you know, I think last week mm. we may have been a bit harsh on David Milan and said, well, not harsh, factual. You need to go and score 100, mate, if you want to be considered to play for England because he's yeah. gone 39, 65, 64, 75. Huge amounts of consistency. He's now scored 152. He's passed 50 in four of the five innings that he's played and mm. he's fairly 39, Rich. That is not a bad mm. fail. Yeah, yeah, he'll do. He's doing all right. <laughs> we don't know what his intentions are. He's still a world-class performer, as we know. He's going to play um, white ball cricket for England. Whether he's, he's, he's in the hat for Red Bull, we don't know. We don't. Again, he's another one of those players where we're not quite sure where they want to slot him in. Um, is he a three? Does he find his way into number four? He's an option, isn't he? He's an experienced performer. We know he'll do all right. It's just whether or not we can get him to kick on to the level you really want. Can he do what Jonathan Trott did uh, in English cricket? That's what I thought uh, Joe Denny was going to be. I thought Milan was going to be but neither of them quite got to that point, did they? So maybe you have to roll the dice and go with a younger player, the one with potential, Harry Brook, that could get you more than just okay. Um, who knows? He might be the next man in that middle order. Um, so that's where we are in Division 1 so far, Rob. Mm. Um, Surrey, top of the table, 6-7, Hampshire, 61. So it's kind of how we expected that top to look. Uh, Lancashire in third place with Yorkshire fourth, both with a game in hand on the top two. Um, Kent, Gloucestershire, Somerset, bottom three, winless for Gloucestershire and Kent. And North Ants winless as well, but they do find themselves in the middle order with their three draws. So so Surrey, as we said, with the England contingent not being selected. But then saying that, it's not like it's the England players that are doing everything for them. So uh, it's a really good uh, squad effort for Surrey at the minute. And Hampshire, everybody's favourites, it seemed, to win Division 1 this year, sitting in second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's really interesting, mate. And it's almost like you can't put too much weight on the points table yet because you're trying to work who, no. out who's bad and who's played against them. <laughs> and you're also trying to work out teams have played different amounts of games, how many points are they winning per game. For me, when I look at it, Lancashire are probably um, right up there, particularly this first six, seven weeks where they've potentially got England players available because they may lose a few players. They're averaging 19.33 points per game, Rich, which is... Mm. Number one in there, although the third in the table because they've played a game less than Surrey and Hampshire. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me, end of the season, the top five is exactly what it looks like here. Uh, mm. Surrey, Hampshire, Lancashire, Yorkshire, Essex, maybe a mixture of how they fit into the table. But yeah, really, really solid league table. Kent, Gloucestershire, they've got to be worrying that Somerset are getting on a roll. And Warwick mm-hmm. should need to pick up their game, otherwise they're going to get dragged way down into stuff, mate. Mm. That's Division 1 then, Rob. Let's get on to Division 2. And looking at the clock, I reckon we need to rattle through Division 2, picking out the great performers, obviously, but let's make sure we're not keeping you here for too long today. Right, Worcestershire knots. We have to start with them. Stuart Broad made his long-awaited first game of the summer whilst Aussie seamer James Patterson missed out with injury. As for Worcestershire, they were without veteran seamer Joe Leach due to illness, so a big loss for him. Uh, On to the game. Looked like this was going to be all over inside two days and trouble for the ground staff at Trent Bridge. Uh, But Worcestershire dug in and made life a lot harder for Knotts. Uh, But in the end, just wasn't enough as Knotts secured a five-wicket win. Thanks largely to a a stunning, really, 10-wicket performance from South African Dane Patterson that included a career-best 8 for 52 that absolutely ripped open Worcestershire in the first innings, who were bowled out for 159. Um, Jack Haynes looked good in this game, 37, a really mature one for in the first innings as wickets were falling around him. He was a bright point for the pairs. Um, in reply, Knotts made the best of it. Helpful surface, got to be said, got up to 266. Hasif Hamid top scored with 53. He got past his naughty, nervous 30s as he uh, seems to be getting courting at the moment. And Ben Duckett continued his solid form with 50. Stuart Broad had some fun at the end with a very Stuart Broad, 27 ball, 45 not out. Adam Finch with three wickets for Worcestershire. Charlie Morris and Ed Barnard, two wickets apiece. Worcestershire's second innings, it was 33 for four and then 99 for five. This looked like the game was over. Um, much to a lot of frustration that people were going to go and watch this on Saturday morning before they go across the road to watch Forest. So thankfully, I think there's a lot of Knotts fans cheering Worcester on in this second innings for a while to keep the game going. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the game was over. Jack Haynes, Ed Barnard and Ben Cox batted superbly to take the game into day three. Barnard ended with a career best, 163 now not out, and he batted superbly. Ben Cox, 55, and Jack Haynes earlier on, back on in day two, he was unlucky to make 49. Very frustrated he was. He batted really, really well. 
Patterson took two wickets in this innings to claim his 10 for Luke Fletcher, four for 65. Stuart Broad, four for 72. With a target of 233, not made it over the line with timely runs from both Joe Clark, 61 not out, season high for him, and a 28 not out, Tom Moore's not. Ben Duckett top scored with 78. Ben Duckett is the name we keep coming back to, but a really, really good win for Knotts. Dane Patterson is the story of this. Eight wickets in the first innings. He would have been the first English, um, Knotts player since Harold Larwood to get nine in an innings if he'd got one more, uh, but he, he got eight. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be satisfied with that. Yep. Patterson was brilliant, mate. Uh, mm. Just consistent, aggressive. He's got aggressive yeah. body language. I've always noticed that yeah. about him, but he was aggressive with his bowling accuracy, where he was targeting the stumps, um, hitting people's pads, bowling people, getting people nicked off. It was just... It was just exceptional. And when Broad's in this attacking, you've got the consistency of Fletcher, you've got Patterson's aggression, you've got Stuart Broad uh, going mm. on as well. It's pretty hard for a batting team to try and get going against that. And and it was immensely a green top. It was so mm. green, like you were looking for the pitch at times. But yeah. <laughs> it, it is what it is. It's given us a really good game of cricket. Uh, you know, yep. two score, a score of 300, two scores of 200 and a score of 160 getting cleaned up. Uh, that's good bowling and poor batting going mm. into the mixer. When we look at Worcestershire, they're an aggressive team. Ed Pollock at the top is trying to absolutely mm. blitz 100 before lunch every single time he goes and plays. So it, it is what it is. What do I like? I thought Broad looked good and consistent. Mm. Probing was, was the word I used and mm. looking like a few more weeks, he's going to be ready for England duty. Um, kudos to the Trent Bridge team for being the only one to add the speed gun onto the live stream as well. Ben Duckett mm. has done another superb job mm. of just creating more potential mm. England com- uh, conversations and opportunities in the future. He's having a brilliant season, 430 runs at an average of 71. Strike rate of 68. He's not messing around. If balls per yeah. dismissal is only 105, which is high, but for mm. the, his average, it's not that high, but he's scoring his runs at such a rate, it's incredible. And when he's batting, it's normally about two hours and 20 minutes that he's lasting out there. And lastly, Joe Clark, big moment for him. He's had a, mm. a struggle in the last couple of years, but it's a big innings in a big match and in a big time, he's managed to step up, get his first 50 um, of, of the season. You know, it has been tough. 151's at an average of 30 this year, um, including this innings. Mm. Average is 35 since 2020. He got three centuries back in 2019. So this, hopefully for Joe Clark, is the just the start of being able to put some consistency back into his red ball game. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, just worth noting as well, we didn't really see anything of Liam Patterson-White in this game. Nothing to do with him. You know, not his fault. It's just the way the game played out. But Knotts now have two men with 18 wickets who are leading the way um, in Division 2. Uh, Dane Patterson, obviously, and Liam Patterson-White joint there with Matty Potts of Durham. So a really, really impressive Knotts performance. They're just starting to click, aren't they? And that's, that's a really good sign for a lot of people, including ourselves. Right, on to what arguably was the game of the week. Derbyshire Glamorgan. It says match drawn, but that doesn't tell the full story. Um, as this one went absolutely down to the wire with Glamorgan almost chased down the 331 target just running out of time. 21 run short with two wickets still in hand. Um, so this, let's get through it though. Revitalised is the word I'm going to use today, Derbyshire. Uh, they played their part in this wonderful game. You know, getting things underway with a first in total of 368. Brooke Guest top scoring with 109, more on him later. And the ever-consistent Wayne Madsen, 70. Shan Masood failed, Rob. He got 60. He failed in this <laughs> inning. <laughs> Uh, the Aussie new ball pairing took eight wickets with Michael Neeser, four for 63, and Michael Hogan, four for 55. Glamorgan hit back, though they weren't going to be shied away with this one. 387 of their own. Marnus Labuschagne hitting 130. Skipper David Lord scored a brisk 84 at the top of the order. Uh, with the ball, 37-year-old Sri Lankan Sharanga Sh- uh, Lakmal took five for 82. Derbyshire then battled superbly again to record 349 for three uh, before declaration that settled that target at 331. Shan Masood with 49. Again, more on him in a minute. Um, Captain Billy Godden in 22 before Brooke Guest and Wayne Madsen put on 276. Wayne Madsen, 135, not out. And Guest bringing up his second 100 in the game with an unbeaten 138. Brilliant from him. Uh, in the chase, Labuschagne, 85 off 87. And Sam Northeast, 81 in 101, led the charge. David Lloyd, 49. Kieran Carlson, 37. Chris Cook, 32. All carried on the chase before the game came to a close. Ryan Sidebottom, the other one. Uh, took four for 50, while Lackmore grabbed another two wickets alongside two from Anuj Dahl. A word on Brooke Guest, before this game, he had hit one first-class 100, Rob. Two hundreds in this game was a fantastic achievement. Second innings, 138, was his career best. And final word has to go to Shan Masood. 
star of the summer so far. He's felt falling just three runs short as he almost beat the most first-class runs in April, which was set by Nick Compton um, back in 2012, who scored 715. Shan Masood has been ridiculous. He has. Um, I, I did pick a conversation on face on Twitter about him having the second most amount of runs. Nick Compton padded his stats with 200 against a university team, not counting championship Ooh. cricket. Masood, the real record, most counting championship runs in April. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna the, the real captain. hero. The real um, hero. I, 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 just stato. Um, Brooke Guest, <laughs> what a performance, mate. You, you can't really say you saw this coming. There's been good moments in his career. Yeah. He averaged 25 last year, but there's been nothing to state that he's going to go on and he's going to be a guy that could average 40 or 50 on the season like he's doing at the moment. Made one century last year. Very good. Mm. Got his career average up to 30. So good on you. Becomes the 18th Derbyshire player to score 100 in each innings as well. And the first one in a very long time, but interestingly enough, mm-hmm. the second this week um, in County Championship <laughs> cricket. So fair play to you. I've, mm. I'm have i quite high on Derbyshire at the moment. I'm ranking yes. their batting first in the whole mm-hmm. of County cricket at the moment. And that's because Wayne Madsen is immense. Uh, Masood's immense and Brooke Guest is having a career year. They're averaging 48 with the bat and they're scoring 100 at 13% of their uh, individual player innings, which is both better than anyone else. Their bowling is currently ranked 13th in that. Um, Mickey Arthur came in. He's looked at it and said, hey, we've got good young players. Hey, the wickets aren't that bad in England. I don't know what you're all talking about. Mm. And Ian Bell is the batting coach and it's just working out quite nice for them. Remember, Matty McKeeran went and scored, I think it was his first first-class century last week, was it, he scored? Mm. Um, so they're, they're looking good. Glamorgan, they they really need Marnus. When I look at this team, mm. they really need Marnus. They're not quite as strong. Their batting ranks 15th. They're averaging 27 with the bat and only 1% of their innings turns into 100, a.k.a. Marnus. <laughs> that, mm. is, that is literally it. it. He, he's come yeah. in, he's scoring 18% of the team runs already. Uh, sorry, 18% of the team runs going back to 2019 when he first started playing county championship cricket. He's got six tons in that time. He's so pivotal to this team to mm. stop them just falling backwards. Um, the bowling attack's going to be good enough to take wickets and potentially win them games. Mm. They do need these scores, and 387 is a good score. 310 for eight is a good score. They need more of that, and they probably need to be able to do it against a team like Knotts or stand up mm. against a team like Durham and kind of go, are you good enough to be that level? That's that's their stretch. Yeah, Angle Morgan certainly got Knotts on the right weed in there a couple of weeks ago with a, a good win they did get there. Um, Derbyshire, as you say, Mickey Arthur, he signed well. He just seems to have got that culture getting going. I love the future of Ian Bell as a coach. He just seems to be one of those people that I think is going to be a fantastic coach. Um, just one of those feelings I tend to have. Um, other side, obviously with the bat, you know, obviously Shamasood's getting all the all the credit, but Saranga Lakmal starting to settle in now. Thirteen wickets for him, a really, really important acquisition. A thirty-seven-year-old with vast experience. You've got the youngster Sam Connors with sixteen wickets, and Anuj Dahl as well. I think who's impressed us both. He's got ten wickets. So both sides of the of the ball, that they're looking strong, and they're second behind Nottinghamshire, about ten points off, uh, eight points off. Sorry, given the due. Um, but they're looking very, very good, and we need to keep an eye on them. A fantastic turnaround uh, for Derbyshire. Let's get to Lords, Rob. Middlesex, a 10-wicket win against Leicestershire, um, and it was set up really by the bowlers. Shine Shara Freedy again, Tom Helm and Ethan Bamber. They blew away Leicestershire in the first innings for just 149, but it could have been much worse as they were 110 for nine. Middlesex then took full control as they scored 370 with Mark Stoneman, top scoring with 108. John Simpson following up his 100 last week with a steady 71. Ben Mike bowled really well. The recalled Ben Mike um, when he was finally given the chance. He was a seventh bowler chosen in this innings, Rob. He took four for 15 in seven. The skipper needs to be having a little chat about that one. Um, <laughs> but on the back of that performance, he then led the way with the bat as well, Ben Mike. He, he, he just, um, it was a career, a great bet, an unbeaten 99, a career best, but he was just uh, left stranded, wasn't he, on 99, not out. Um, so it was 272 for Leicester in their second innings. Um, so close for Ben Mike. Vern Mulder as well, half century of him scoring 58. Shine Sharfrey took another three wickets to go with his three first innings wickets. Toby Rowling Jones, three for 67. And Ethan Bambers, two for 48, with his first innings, two for 23. All impressive performance. Uh, a target was set of 52, Rob. They did it with ease. 52 for none. Mark Stoneman and Sam Robson. 
uh, got them past it in 10 overs, scored a win that season. Um, saw them into second place at the time, but with Derbyshire's result, I think that puts them in third position. Middlesex are good, and they're, unfortunately, if you're a Notts fan or a Derbyshire fan or Glamorgan or Durham, mm. they're quite dangerously good at the moment, and yes. um, that's why they keep winning games of cricket. I, they've got the fifth best batting average in county championship cricket. Put alongside that, their bowling average is 22.15. The economy is 2.84 and a strike rate of 46. So they are just lighting stuff up. Their bowling attack is absolutely like French kiss sort of good at the moment. Toby Rowland Jones is rolling back the years out bowling anyone else on this team. Tom Helm is taking 14 wickets at an average of 12. Hey, he's coming on first change. Yeah. Shine Sharafridi's got 10 wickets at an average of 21, 25% of the team wickets of the games he's been playing in. The thing that Afridi brings is he gets out the good batsman. He got out Labashain twice last week. Yeah. He came up here, he got Hassan Azad. I think he got Azad both times. Yes, he did. Mm. He got him both times. He got a Colin Ackerman out. He got Lewis Kimber out. Okay, maybe not in the same conversation, but he got Ackerman and Azad out in both innings. They're two best players. It's the quality of the wickets that he's taken um, is absolutely brilliant. Middlesex are on fire. They're averaging 19.67 points per game, Rich. Two wins, Mm -hmm. one draw from three games. That points per game would put them above Knotts if they played an even amount of games. So when Mm Knotts play Middlesex, it is going to be extremely interesting. But if you are a Leicestershire fan, you're finding yourselves in positions that you are very familiar to, unfortunately. You've got the 17th best it seems wrong saying 17th best batting average. You're averaging 23 with the bat. You're being very That's positive. That's Azad, who's not bad, but he's not having his best season. And you're averaging 48 with the ball. And unfortunately, that 48 with the ball is a reoccurring theme at Leicester over the last four or five years. Absolutely. Well, Leicester find themselves bottom of the table. As we said, Middlesex just behind Derbyshire in third place there. But Leicester, without a win, 25 points, bottom of the table, Let's get to the last game, Rob, and it's the team that are just above them, just four or five points above them, and that's Sussex. Uh, they played Durham, and this is yet another draw. So before I get into this game, we've spoke about, you know, Sussex obviously such a young side, but there's been some names missing that we've been really looking forward to seeing. Uh, so let's just kind of get caught up a little bit what's going on there. So yeah. Mason Crane and Aaron Beard would both sign a one-month loan deal from Hampshire and Essex, respectively, due to the injuries I'll speak about in a second. 25-year-old leggy Mason Crane, he was outbowled by fellow it's been a Felix organ last week, wasn't he, for Hampshire? So he's been given the chance to go and play, uh, whilst Aaron Beard's 24-year all-rounder has been restricted to second 11 appearances this season. Um, Ian Salisbury knows them both from the England youth setup, so you know that's the reason he's brought them in. But Sussex, Rob, the reason I'm talking about this is Sussex are now without seven frontline bowlers for this game this week. Yeah. Ollie Robinson, apparently he's recovering from dental treatment after a recent infection. That's bad luck. Steve Finn, knee inflammation, know the pain, Steve. Jack Carson, stress fracture. He's recovering well from that, apparently, but that's why he's unavailable. Commentators in that game were talking about how much they're missing Jack Carson, giving him that control. Joffre Archer, as we know, elbow. Finn Hudson-Prentice, who was a big signer from Derbyshire, stress fracture. George Garton, long COVID, and Dan Ibrahim, shoulder, all unavailable. That's why Sussex, one of the reasons Sussex are, are struggling a little bit as well. So, on to the game, Rob. England opener Alex Lees rose his second 100 of the summer with a second in 105 as the game ended in a draw. Sean Dixon also struck his second 100 of the season with 186 as Durham scored 364 for three uh, declared before. Um, for the game comes to close, basically. Um, first thing is Durham only put up 2-2-3 with Liam Travaskis returning from his concussion score, uh, last week. Top scoring of 88. On loan, Aaron Beard took 3 for 51 and Tom Clock 3 for 21 in 17 overs. Excellent from him. Um, Mason Crane 2 for 28 off his 8. Sussex, though, feast or famine batting card. They went to town hitting a huge 538 with Cheteshwa. Pajara continued his brilliant spell with Sussex, hitting another, his second rob, double 100, 203 for him. Uh, four over half centuries in that innings. Tom Haynes, 54. Tom Allsop, 66. And Tom Clark, 50. Mohamed Rizwan, 79, is up and running. Uh, Travaskis had a good game. 528 of 33 overs for him. Um, as we said, it you know in that uh, second innings for Durham, though, it was over to their openers. Alex Lees and Dixon went to town. 313 runs partnership for them before Lees departed. Mason Crane, another two wickets. Both teams still winless. Uh, difficult to know what to make of either teams at this stage, but I did not expect to be saying Durham will be winless at this stage. Sussex, perhaps Durham, well under par at the moment. Yeah. it's Durham's a, a strange old team because Alex Lees hasn't played every single game. He's only batted three times this year, Rich, and he's got mm. two centuries thrown into the mix as well. That's exceptional 
performance, 298 runs, an average of 149. And in the games that he's playing, he's just he's just a he's not a man amongst boys because um, Sean Dixon's doing as well, but he scored 30 percent of the runs. Sean Dixon at the other end, 520 runs at an average of 74. Going under the radar, the South African, in terms of his quality, he's got 26% of the team's runs. So you can see what's going to keep them afloat. They're getting a hell of a lot of purchase from those two guys at the top of the order and not a lot going down the order. David Beddingham's not having his greatest season. Doesn't mean he's not going to bounce back. It's a long season, maybe too many games in the season if you're Andrew Strauss Mm -hmm. looking at a report at the moment. Um, (laughs) <laughs> don't know why I'd say it like that. Uh, Aaron Beard w- was good. And I watched him bowl and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I can see why he's gone on loan. Sussex have yep. been struggling uh, with the ball throughout. And it's obvious. If they're missing this many guys, what they try and fill it with, they're filling it with more youngsters, which is great. Yep. Down the road, there's going to be invaluable experience thrown in. Pajara leading the way, 531 runs with the bat. In a team that's got some really good young batsmen, the old steady head, 531 runs, an average 132. Strike rate of 55 for Pajara. That needs a little mm. bit of a shout-out. Gets out mm. every 241 balls, and he scored <laughs> 31.57 runs percentage of runs for the team, which is the highest of any player in county championship cricket for any team. My problem with this game, and mm-hmm. it's purely a selfish problem, is that Mohamed Rizwan and Tom Olsop bowled at the end of the day for two overs. And they're not bowlers, they're both wicket keepers. And Crick Info doesn't tell me what they bowl. So I had to go back in and watch the YouTube videos to see what they bowled so I can update my records to see what's going on with different types of bowling. That's my problem with this game, but that is a first world problem. Totally. Yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, as I say, we don't can't can't work out what what Durham are about there this year. Matty Potts, talented player, Beddingham, really yes. talented. Dixon scoring runs. Um, the other chap, I can't forget his name now, who's been scoring. Michael Jones scored some runs, isn't he? Who can't get in the team when Alex Lees is available. Um, they look pretty good. You know, Rushworth's not really got going this year, so they're a good no, side. There's a reason. Yeah, there's a reason we spoke about them, and a lot of people spoke about them as potentially pushing for promotion. Um, you know, Durham kind of getting this, getting everything back in order again, but they're just not doing it. Sussex. They're struggling. It's simple as that. They can't seem to turn turn performances into results. But it was good to see them actually go to town and score some big runs. We know they can. It's not just about Pajara. We know as a team they can score some big runs, helped massively by Pajara. Uh, but after last week and the week before, first innings, they didn't do it. So uh, so the, the positives are there for Sussex, but they are second from bottom. Um, and yeah, we shall see what happens down there. But I think we're starting to shuffle Division 2 roughly into the order it's probably going to continue as. Yeah, you're not wrong, mate. Derbyshire is probably the one that's caught everyone off being second in the table, right? They're, um, mm. they're performing above expectations and they don't actually show any signs of slowing down. They've got three of the top six that scored big runs this season mm. and are looking like a very good team. I think Lackmail is an exceptional overseas player. Sam Connors will be mm. under the learning tree, getting heaps mm. of information out of him. If they are going to fall down, it is going to be around the bowling. Middlesex and Knotts are the two teams for me that absolutely look mm. head and shoulders above everyone else in this division. And then there's a whole bunch of similar stuff. Worcestershire will be good in yeah. periods. Sussex will be good in periods. Durham, Glamorgan as well. And then there's just Leicestershire who are just a long way um, behind everyone else at the mm. moment in my eyes, Rich. Yeah, it feels like it, doesn't it? So Sussex, you know, they've got them players to come back. They have some really talented young players as well. They're an exciting team to watch. Whether they can turn that into results is a completely different thing. Less you will hope and they can't. Um, but yeah, it does feel like, that. You know, like I said, the table is starting to, to shuffle in. Sussex-Leicester at the bottom. You'd imagine they'll stay down there. Not Middlesex towards the top. Derbyshire may keep pushing if the way they keep playing, uh, depending on how long they have Masood for as well. And then Glamorgan, Durham, Worcestershire. You can kind of see them just shuffling around in that middle order, but ending, staying around four, five, six, those three teams. You could almost write the write the end of season table already, couldn't you? Yeah, you you definitely could. And just to finish off, uh, showing on screen, we've we've got the top run scorers from the division, and so many of these guys that we've been talking about. But it just puts into context how good they've been. Harry Brook is in the top five runs scored in the country at the moment. Sean Dixon's right up there. Compton's there in second. Wade Madsen, talking about Derbyshire's success, has got 498 runs at an average of 99.6. 
They are Great. exceptional numbers. Tom Haynes, who's potentially gone under the radar since his double yeah. hundred, 447 runs at 63. Mm. Ben Duckett's in the top 10. David Milan's in the top 10. There's mm. a lot of good English players. Ollie Pope makes 18. James Bracey mm. is 17. Ben Brown, who, you know, still not sure he never played for England in 16. <laughs> Brooke Guest at 15. Just a lot of good young England players actually performing as well. For the ones mm. that are failing, there are guys that are stepping up nicely. Yeah, exactly. It's an exciting time. A new coach coming in, or new coaches will be coming in soon. Rob Key's just come in. Ben Stokes' new captain's just come in. Whoever the selectors will be, there are so many names out there to pick from, aren't they? So it's, um, yeah, I, I think it's a really positive start to the summer. Long may it continue. Obviously, we're straight back into it again next week, aren't we? Round five's underway on Thursday this week. Keep going, keep going, keep it going. Keep going, keep rolling. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. If you if you are still here, please like, rate, review, subscribe. We'll catch you <laughs> later this week for England Watch. Yeah.